course, trying to take the Musa Haskell, trying to understand what is, what is this uh, message that Hashem sent us with such a, such a uh, painful message that we received. I want to try to understand the, the meat of Yishmoel to a certain extent and try to understand what we can take away from it. First of all, it's a, it's a Pella. Yishmoel is the only, the only na- nation in the world that's monotheistic, that believes in the, in the Boreolum. They're the only ones that are mohul, that are circumcised. And yet, they're, they're so evil. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a kushir gdola. It's a tremendous kasha. How can such a thing be? To, to do so many terrible things in the name of the Boreal, Bishlama, of the Avodah we understand. And even with Shituf, with, uh, you know, with, with the not pure monotheism, we can understand. But believing in one single source for the entire creation, which L'Chaira means that a person has to believe in the, in, in the goodness of the creation. And yet, to, to, be, to, be, to be such wild animals, it's a, it's a kushak dola. It's a tremendous difficulty that has to be understood. So we'll try, as Hashem, limited time that we have, to the extent that we can. When, when Yishmoel is announced that he's going to be born into the world, Hagar is told that you're going to have, you're going to have a son. para Adam. He will be para Adam. Hirsch says para is from a lotion of same as wild. Un- unrestrained. You'll be an unrestrained man. They say in the name of uh, Maril Diskin that the placement over here of Para Adam should have been Adam P- Para or Peru or something. Uh, here the, the, the adjective and the noun are switched. So says the Maral Diskin is because they're Ba'etzel Pera. It's a wildness in the form of man. It's not man who's wild. It's wildness in the form of man. Yado Bakol, his hand will be in everything. V'yad Kol Bo. And the hand of all on him or in him. Valpne kol echav yishkon. 
So Rashi there says, Yadavakol, he's going to be listen, he's going to be intrusive, he's going to be going, taking other people's things. Not recognizing the boundaries. If Yad called Bo, and in the hand of everyone on him, then everyone's going to hate him and try to throw him out. Now, it's not a coincidence. Let's take a look where he came from. How was he born? He was born from Hagar. Hagar is a shifcha, a maidservant. Sarah takes her and elevates her to Avram Avinu, to be a wife of Avram Avinu. Avram doesn't want to, Sarah insists. And through the hand of Sarah, she's elevated to be a wife. And what does she do? Right away, now her, her mistress becomes light in her eyes. She totally oversteps her boundary. She doesn't recognize any authority. She's, got, she's the shivcha. She's been washing the floors. And she's elevated by Sarah to be a co-wife. And she right away tries to climb on top. My Hamas is on you. Can't make these things up. Right? Sarah says to Avram, this is, this is completely unfair. So Avram says, do to her what you, what you think is right. Discipline her correctly. correctly. I mean, treat her as a shivcha then. Sarah afflicts her. And what does she do? She runs away. She refuses to accept and all, a, she's wild. She refuses to acknowledge authority. Bain, when she was promoted to be a wife, she couldn't be a secondary wife. She tries to become on top. And then when she's disciplined, she can't accept the discipline. So what does she do? She runs away. And so the angel says to her, you're going to have a son, and he's going to be a para adult. He's going to be a wild person. He's going to be a person who is incapable of accepting a yoke, accepting a responsibility. He's going to do, he's going to live and do what he wants. He's a, a wild man, he lives in the desert, and he shoots with an arrow. He's a listim, he's a bandit. A bandits are people who take what they want. They're not, uh, not necessarily warriors, they're not very powerful, but, but they, they can't have, uh, they can't live in society. And that's what Rashi continues. Hakol Sonim Oso Umigarshim Obo. Then he gets thrown out wherever he goes. He can't live with other people. He can't accept law and order on himself. Pasuk. So can continue. Avram Yidun Davins. Vayom Avram. El Ha'elokim. Lu Yishmoel Yech. If only Yishmael will live in front of you. Rashi says, if only he lived with your Shemaim. That's what I want from him. In other words, Avram is worried. Avram knows what's cooking over here. There's a person, he's a Mahul, he's the Ben Avraham, and yet Avram is afraid that he's not going to have your Shemaim. Why is that? Because he knows who the other half of this child is. He knows he comes from Hagar. 
someone who does not accept an all. So, he, so he's wild. So Avram is davening that please that Hashem should help that he should he should accept Yerushalayim upon himself. So Hashem answers, regarding Yishmoel, I heard your request, and I'll and I'll bless him, and I'll increase him. But there's no address of the Yerushalayim that Avram Avram requested. That he should live in the presence of Hashem. There's there's no response. Now, Hashem was with the youth, and he grew up, and he grew up to be a uh, to be an archer. Which Rashi says that he was sitting in the desert and he was uh, ambushing people and, uh, and, and shooting at people. But it's interesting, the Pirkei Dereviyazer says he starts out with archery and he ends with archery. Why? Because from, from a young age, he got thrown out by, by Sarah. Why? Because he, he saw Yusuf sitting, the Midrash says. So he decided, oh, let, let me shoot an arrow at him. Sarah saw this, he's a crazy man. You have to throw out the shifcha, throw out her son with her. It, 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 it almost seems that it's done just out of an inability to control. Uh, he needs something to shoot at. So, so he's thrown out and he kind of grows up in, in the desert. That's, that's what he becomes. He becomes an archer. Now, if you think about archery, archery is the lack of recognizing your boundaries. Is if you fight with a sword or a spear or something, so you have to only engage what's within your perimeter. If somebody's on the other side of a of a river or whatever it is, you can't uh, you can't do anything. They they have their territory, you have your territory. There's a wall between you. There's there's a, there's an ability for boundaries. But with archery, right? With these, that's why they love these uh, these rackets so much. They're obsessed with these with these rackets. We're gonna, how are we going to fight a war? No, there's no war to fight. We're just going to shoot some rockets. We're going to shoot rockets. We, we don't know how to fight a war. We're going to shoot rockets, right? Because archery is, we can shoot even though there's boundaries that we can't uh, really, we don't belong there, but I, I could get there. <clears throat> the... Let's talk about two very important midrashim. Lamaisa, there's three unique things that we see about Yishmael. Number one, we already mentioned that he's mahul, circumcised. Number two, he carries in his name, Yishmael, carries the Shem Hashem. Like Yisrael, that we have the name Kael in our name, so to Yishmoel has the name Kale in their name. And finally, we see they're the, they're the only ones from, the, from, the, from all the empires, from all the exiles that the Jewish people have been through, they're the only ones that lay a claim to Eretz Yisrael. So Eretz Yisrael is theirs. Others 
could potentially conquer it. They say, we will conquer it you. So Bavel, Poros, Moda, Yavon. But, but nobody claimed this is ours. What's, there's something very unique over here. And this, this aspect of being a mohul, being circumcised, and having the Shema Shem in their name, says the Maral, you see that they are different, they are different than the Arba Malchis. The four exiles that we just mentioned are de- depicted in Daniel's dream as chayos, as wild animals, as beasts, lions, tigers, and bears. Whereas Yishmoel is described in the Torah as a para Adam. And we pointed out it's not an Adam, but it's a para. It's a wildness of man. But there is a shaykhist to man over here. There's, there's a shaykhist to Adam, which is seemingly a compliment. We have to know if that's. Uh, if that's actually going to remain that way. The point is, in other words, what the morale says is, instead of hijacking the malchus of Yisrael, which is what the, which is what the other empires do, instead, they have, their own, they have their own connection to Hashem. They have their own uh, relationship. They have their own schus to stand on. I want to read to you, maybe not read, maybe I'll say it over, two Midrash. The one says that the angel of Yishmoel stood and asked Hashem, what about a people who are circumcised, the people who have your name in their name, are they, are they close to you? Do they have a portion with you? Hashem says, yes. He says, no, so what about Yishmoel? So Hashem responds, they're circumcised, but not properly. And therefore, says the Midrashor, therefore, Hashem didn't give them the heir to soil, Shalmala, the heavenly heir to soil, but He did give them the Eretz Yisrael Shalmata. Down here, he gave them control over it. So that means that Atidin Bnei Yishmoel Lishlat Ba'eretz HaKadosha they're going to have a dominion over the Holy Land Kishehi Rekab when it'll be empty It'll be totally desolate. And they're going to have control over it for a long time. Just like their Mila is empty, just like their circumcision is empty, so too Eretz Yisrael under their control will be empty. Peloploim. Literally, Mark Twain said that he came to Palestine. It's just empty land, nothing. Uh, it's the holiest land. Uh, how come you never did anything with it? The yeah, answer is because just like their mila is empty, 
so too is their control of Eretz Yisrael empty. So what does it mean that their Mila is incomplete? So if Chaim Vital says, it means, like the Gemara in Yivomus tells us, that Avram Avinu was commanded in the Mila, but he was not commanded in the Priya. There's two, there's two parts. There's the removal of the foreskin, and then there's the revealing of the Atara, of the crown. And they were, that, that second part was only commanded to Klausel and Harsinai. Why should that be? What's the connection between Harsinai? Avram Avinu was given half of it, but not, not the full thing. He, Avram, maybe did it midaito. Some portions say he did it for himself, he did the Priya. But the, 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 the mitzvah of Priya was only given at Harsinai. What's the connection? So the truth is, there's another Midrash that says the same thing, that their meal is incomplete. Why? Because they weren't mekabal, the old Torah. Because they didn't accept the yoke of Torah upon themselves. That's why their meal is incomplete. The Mila says that I have a master. It says that my taivas, my drives, my urges are going to be subdued in order to reveal the crown, in order to reveal the crown of the king. That in order to reveal the crown of the king parallels Matan Torah. In other words, that mitzvah of Priya was only given to Klausel with Matan Torah. Why? Because as long as you're not being kind the Torah, as long as a person doesn't know what is the will of the Boreolum, so in other words, he cannot possibly reveal the crown of heavenly kingship. So if he removes the physical obstacle, the, the orla, but never reveals the heavenly crown, so you know what that means? It means that he can say that whatever he wants is the will of Hashem. He can yell out Allah Akbar as he's doing the most heinous acts. Because there is no Torah. They have a, they have a Mila, which means they broke away from physicality. But then they never went and connected to spirituality. They never went and connected to true all Malchus Shemayim. They don't have Yira Shemayim where HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will is their will. That feel of Avraham Avinu was never answered. That's why their meal is incomplete. What about Klausrel? So the Gemara in Beitza says, why is it that Hashem gave the Torah to the Jewish people? Torah is called Eishdas. It's, 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 a, it's, a it's a fiery Torah. And it was given to Klausrel, who are a fiery nation. So much so, the Rehmeir says, that if not, if, if not for the Torah weighing us down, we're so brazen as a nation that no nation could stand in front of us, could stand in our way. The, 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 uh, the, the Azus, the fieriness, would, would burn through anybody. But because we have the old Torah, like we know the famous story with Rish Lakish, where 
as soon as he accepted all Torah, he so much of his strength went into that. That the Kabbalah's all Malchus Shamaim is so heavy that it that it tempers and uh, and 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 gives direction to the Jewish people. Why are the Jewish people so brazen? Because the moment you break away from physicality, you're no longer just a cow standing chewing on grass. You're no longer uh, obsessed with procuring another piece of schnitzel and, and another and another uh, you know hamburger and and getting a nice pair of sneakers. Once you're not thinking about that anymore, so so then you start thinking about you know what, what uh, uh, accomplishments. Which, by the way, is why when you look at Yidden who don't have Torah, they all they're all you know. Treating the, you know, saving the grass of Antarctica and, you know, I mean, you know, whatever crazy thing you can think of, but they're searching the world for something to give meaning. So Yishmael has that same problem, except that they know what the meaning is. It's whatever they want. That's what it is. It's whatever they want. They, they were never macabre the old Torah. Now I want to finish off. I want to finish off with. An incredible custom sofa. Coming back to the Pasuk that we said in the beginning. Again, there's a lot, lot, lot more to say over here. It's a drop in the ocean, but Pasuk says he's going to be a para Adam, he's going to be a wild man. Yado bakol v'yad kol bo. Now we know that kol is Bakol. Bakol is the blessing Avram Avinu received. Bakol, Mikol, Kol. Avram Avinu received the brach of Bakol. Yitzchak, Mikol. And Yaakov, Kol. Let's take it more. Yado Bakol. Yishmoel has a Yad, has an Achiza, has a grasp, says the Midrash. On the brach of Avram Avinu called Bakol. Kol means the blessing that Hashem has, the power, the spiritual power up there. And he has a grasp on this bakol. He has a hand on it. Yado bakol. Vayad kol bo. But if we can live up to being the Zera Yisroel, which Yaakov Avinu reached a higher madriga than Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was bakol, which means the Shlok explains there was a, it was a, something inside of kol, but not the entirety of kol because part of that kol was being hijacked by Yishmoel, by Esav. But Yaakov Avinu reaches kol. Kol means getting up to the madriga of the pure connection to Hashem. That's the custom soifer. If we live up to that demand, to that definition of Yisrael, who are blessed, call in with the word call, then Yad call the hand of Klausrel, Bo will be on him, and will be Zolcha to defeat him and subjugate him the way that we see that in the end. Hagar became Keturah, the way that we see that 
Yishmoel accepted his place as a number two to Yitzchak in the burial of Avraham. That's only if we live up to our madrega of not only being mahul, which means people who are disconnected from physicality, but also having priya, which means living a life for physicality for the sake of revealing the crown of Hashem, the crown of kingship, the crown of Torah in this world. As Hashem, we should see Yeshua and Gula Bekarov. Amen.